Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the Cast, we're talking about the Hawks matchup with the LA Clippers. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Clippers come into Atlanta having just won against the Dallas Mavericks in the only game that was played yesterday, 110-107. Luka and Kawhi Leonard had a shootout that the Clippers ended up winning. That is significant just because Kawhi has not played in any back-to-backs this season, so it's unlikely that the Hawks will have to face Kawhi. Of course, this is the second meeting between the Clippers and the Hawks. The first came in the truly atrocious road trip the Hawks had at the beginning of the season where they not only did not have John Collins, but they lost Kevin Herter in the Denver game. So the Hawks had no Herter and no John Collins. The Clippers did not have Patrick Beverly, Landry Shamit, or Kawhi Leonard. Unfortunately for the Hawks, Paul George was making his home debut for the Clippers, and he proceeded to scorch the Hawks for 37 points in 20 minutes, which is just an insane... Just truly crazy amount of production. And the Hawks had no answer for the Clippers from the start of the game to the end of the game. And they ended up losing 150 to 101. It was a game that I stayed up way too late watching. And it was not a fun game to watch. Um, The Hawks never really competed. That whole Western Coast trip, they had sort of gotten their footing a little bit without John Collins, and then with Kevin Herter going down, there was just not really a lot of uh, fight from the team after that. The Clippers shot the ball just insanely well in that game. They were over 50% from three, over 50% of their field goals in general, and they had 12 blocks. Uh, The Hawks really had no answer for the Clippers at all. The Hawks actually got the game to within four points in the second quarter, but that took an 11-0 run from the Hawks to get to that point. And then the Clippers promptly went on a 15-2 run. And it never got any closer. Again, the first half was actually kind of a back-and-forth game. And then in the second half, the Clippers just ran away with it. It's something I often wonder why. It doesn't happen in basketball more. But it was a, truly a time where the Clippers never took their foot off the gas pedal. And... They pushed the lead to over 50 points a couple times in the fourth quarter. Another huge difference in the game was just the rebounding. The Clippers uh, had 53 rebounds to the Hawks' 38. I mean, a big part of that is just the Clippers were not missing shots, and the Hawks were missing a ton of shots. The Hawks shot 38%, 25% from three-point land. That was 6 of 24. Hawks only had 19 assists, and... They weren't even good from the free throw line. They were 27 of 37 from the free throw line. It was just a really brutal game. It sort of summed up that whole road trip for the Hawks pretty well. Because even after a close loss to the Portland Trailblazers and then a nice little win against the Denver Nuggets in Denver, losing that Suns game that was next and then going to L.A. and losing to both Los Angeles teams, the Lakers and the Clippers, just sort of like put a nice bow on the real awful part of the beginning of the season. Some of the things that the Hawks can do just to avoid another performance like that, uh, one thing that's nice is, again, I think they're going to avoid Kawhi Leonard. He's not played in any back-to-backs this season, and I do not think that the Clippers are going to start playing him in this instance. 
Hopefully the Hawks can exact a little revenge. Usually when teams win, lose by such a large margin, they come back and they remember that the next time the teams play, play each other. And having a healthy John Collins and a healthy Kevin Herter certainly should bolster the Hawks' offense and the rebounding of the Hawks as well. One thing that the Hawks can do is just make shots. In L.A., they were nothing was falling and. The Hawks really looked discombobulated from the start of the game, and if they can just not shoot 38% in the game, they'll give themselves a good chance. Now, there's no way that the Clippers are going to shoot over 50% uh, from three-point land two games in a row, but the Hawks need to be be part of that process and not just let the Clippers get any shot they want. I think um, the young Hawks defenders, specifically DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, having just been through now over half a season in the NBA, will be a little better prepared to play against this Clippers team. Getting back to the rebounding, a couple of players who really stood out in that regard for the Clippers were their center, Ivan Zubac, and then a backup forward, Jermichael Green. So the Hawks are going to have to have a concentrated effort to hit the boards, and I think this is a nice spot for Alex Lynn, who has not been playing for the Hawks lately, to get back in and uh, be a positive influence. He has not been able to be quite as good on the offensive side of the ball, so if Alex Lynn can contribute by helping the Hawks pull down a bunch of boards, that would be a big help. While the Hawks are getting a couple of their players back, the Clippers will also have... Some of their starters that weren't in that first game, Patrick Beverly, we don't know what, if he's going to play in the game or not, but the Clippers will have Landry Shamet, a young three-point shooter who is kind of like the Clippers version of Kevin Herter, um, and it'll see, be really interesting to see the matchup specifically between Herter and Landry. Both are three-point shooters, both are pretty good defenders for their size, and the Clippers shot the ball so well without Landry Shamet. It'll just be interesting to see if he can shoot the the ball really well. Um, the Hawks are coming into this game having had a day off, whereas the Clippers are coming in after a back-to-back. And the Hawks have played really well, have been playing some of their best basketball recently, even though they did not get a win against the Toronto Raptors on Monday. They played the Raptors tough, and... It'll be interesting to see if they come out really fired up after that real butt-kicking they took out in L.A. And I would expect the Hawks to put forth their best effort and and really have a chance to get a win today. So I'm looking forward to this matchup. It's always good to see how your team is. The Clippers come in as the second-best team in the West, so to see how the team's doing against the the league's best. And um, I would expect a big game for both Trey Young and John Collins. Um, Trey, just because he seems to have found a little bit of a rhythm, both shooting the ball and assisting it, and he's even playing a little bit of his best defense. It's not really saying a lot for him because he's he can't really affect a defense too much, but him just putting in a little bit more effort recently has definitely made a, ch- a change. And uh, John Collins is just balling out. I hope that he does not foul out. I think one of the big things that the Hawks can do in general, not just against the Clippers, is cut down on their fouling. They're such a young team with Hunter and Reddish and playing so many rookies that 
fouls are a part of the game, but if they don't send a team to the line 34 times and instead only send them to the line 24 times, that is a huge difference and just uh, makes the game easier on both sides because you're not having to catch up and you're not having to switch your lineup so many times because you're in foul trouble. Um, I think Lloyd Pierce has done a pretty good job of navigating his lineups, but when he's forced into situations where DeAndre Hunter starts the game with two fouls or Bruno Fernando comes in and in five minutes gets a couple of fouls, but he's able to uh, and instead to go with his standard rotations, I think that helps the Hawks a lot. So I expect this to be a much more competitive game than the one that these two teams played out in L.A., I really am looking forward to how specifically, I guess, the the Hawks' two stars play this game. Again, the Hawks coming off of day off, a day off where Coach Pierce took the team around Atlanta, um, and I think the Hawks just called it a day in the A, but and kind of like maybe got a little more uh, normal time after doing a little bit of strange back-to-backs going to San Antonio and coming back to play the Pistons and then playing a day game against MLK Day. See if it'd be good for the Hawks to get a win after such a uh, lead-up before the game. Um, the Clippers are going to play tough. They're gunning for that number one position in the West, and they know that the Lakers are not going to let up. Um, so I expect the Clippers to certainly be trying to win this game, but um, it would not surprise me at all if the Hawks were able to take control of the game tonight, really stick it to the Clippers after getting blown out and frankly just embarrassed in L.A. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. And if you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast, that would be a huge help. Go Hawks!